Hello, hello, everyone. I am so excited to be here in conversation with Amanda Acker. And Amanda has such a powerful, powerful story. She came from a past of drug abuse, homelessness, and being a convicted felon. And she's now broken through and has been able to really let the good things into her life. She's now on a mission to inspire and motivate people just like you. People have had a difficult past and haven't yet realized that they are stronger than they think and can have the life they want and deserve. And Amanda wants to help you rise above the labels of society and burst through the ceilings that you put on yourself. Amanda's core message is that our past doesn't define us and that we are way stronger than we think. And and I'll add to that, you can be the heroine of your own journey. And so Amanda, welcome, welcome. And I would love it if you could tell us a bit about your story. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I really, I'm so grateful to be here with you. Um, so to dive into a little bit of my story. So, um, I'm a child of divorce. So at age 15, my parents divorced and I felt like I lost my best friend because my mom left and I didn't know if she was going to come back. And so that went on to, me feeling abandoned. And I felt like I was constantly searching for something to fill the void of my mother, not being around like she was before. And then my dad eventually found another woman and did pretty much the same thing, but in a different way. And it just really fed into me feeling like I'm not good enough. I'm not worth Mm -hmm. a good life. So then I go off to college. Long story short there, I it was only two hours from home, but I felt like I was literally um, in a completely different world um, than what I was used to. And it really fed into um, me feeling like I was just not where I was supposed to be. You know how like when you mm. you feel like I'm here, but I don't feel like I should. Like My gut was telling me I shouldn't mm. be here. This isn't the place for mm. me. So I got very depressed. And I was searching outward still for love and acceptance. And I started partying a lot and using drugs and just a whole whirlwind of things happened there. And ultimately I failed out of college, which really hurt me Mm. in all aspects because my dream was to go to college. I wanted to be a school teacher Mm. and I wanted to really help kids and just I wanted to teach English, which is weird because I wasn't even good at English, but I digress. (laughs) Good way to learn. Good way to get good. (laughs) Um, But anyway, so after that happened, I really had no self-worth anymore. I just, Mm -hmm. I felt useless. And my dad was selling our house that I grew up in and he was living elsewhere and there wasn't room for me where he was living. So I was basically forced into being homeless because I was of age. So I couldn't, Mm -hmm. there was nothing saying he had to have me live under his roof. And I ended up moving in with a much older man and I ended up pregnant with this person. Mm -hmm. And I decided at that age that I couldn't raise my daughter. I Mm -hmm. didn't know. I didn't even know where I was going to sleep half the time, let alone have a child with me. So I gave her up for adoption. And that is what spiraled me into even more toxic relationships, abuse, and just constantly ignoring my own gut feelings on what I knew. I knew what I was doing 98, no, 100% of the time was wrong. But I just was like, you know what? I'm not worth this. I 
I deserve all the bad things. I deserve mm-hmm. to be on drugs, to be an alcoholic, to be abused. I deserve all of this. And that ultimately led me to make the worst decision of my life that led me to being incarcerated. I'm a convicted felon, have been for, my goodness, it's been like 13, 14 years since I've been out. Um, And going to jail changed me because before I went to jail, I was very judgmental because I was so negative to myself. So I always Mm -hmm. felt like, oh, well, you know, if I make fun of this person, you know, that's going to make me feel better. And Mm -hmm. it didn't obviously, but while I was in there, I learned that we're all the same. And even though I made that bad choice, and even though those other women in there with me made the bad choice, we were all surviving the only way we knew how Yeah, we, you know, and that's the bottom line of it. And these women were incredible women and no, maybe their life paths weren't bright and shiny, but they were doing some bad things. But at the same time, there's things that, you know, when you look at it, like, wow, if they would have used that to do good, they would be so powerful. Right. So Mm. that really shined a light on how I was viewing the world and being a convicted felon after getting out it, I lived in that shame and guilt of this for up until now, up until I started opening Mm. up and starting to tell my story, I was very afraid, Mm -hmm. ashamed, embarrassed, So I kept that same cycle, toxic relationships, and just not feeling like I knew who I was anymore. And that led me to where I'm at now, which is the polar opposite of where I was. And I was able to overcome all of this, but it's still an ongoing process. So that is my shorter version of my story. (laughs) Wow, Amanda, so, so much there, so much there. And so I'm, I'm curious, I'm deeply curious, you know, what, what was happening in those moments where you, and you said this 100% of the time you knew, right, you had that inner voice, that inner wisdom speaking to you. And, and yet, you know, you're like, okay, I hear you. And we're going to go in this direction. And this is something I hear a lot from people where there's that awareness, like, okay, this is not, serving my highest and best good. And yet I feel like I'm almost can't choose a different way. So, so tell me kind of what, what was going on there for you and what was a moment where that shifted? Yeah. So in the moments where I made the wrong choice for myself, I was thinking about the people surrounding me. So if Mm. it was a friend who I thought, if I don't do this, he or she isn't going to want to be around me anymore. And I can't lose that person. So it was more of me making choices based on other people's wants and needs of me rather than my own. Okay. Um, Yeah. So that was definitely every single time what was going through my mind, no matter what the decision was, I never put me first. Um, and a wake up call was a few years ago, I was in a situation with some toxic people and me and my husband were newly married and I was making really bad choices and I almost destroyed our marriage. Like before it even really Mm. got a chance to start, I almost destroyed it because I couldn't accept his love because I felt I didn't deserve it. And in those moments of, you know, making these bad choices again and choosing the wrong people to be around and believing when people would tell me that he didn't love me and mm-hmm. that I should leave him and 
all this stuff that was a normal for me to hear from other people who were my so-called friends. Oh. And he almost left me. And in that moment, everything changed. I was like, I can't live this way. I can't do this. Mm. I'm crying every single day. Obviously I'm doing something wrong here because this isn't Mm. the way I want to live my life any further. And that was the ultimate wake up call. Cause I had like other wake up calls throughout my story, but they never stuck. And this one, this time it did, thankfully. And my husband is still with me and we're very happy. So (laughs) Yeah, I think that's, you know, Amanda, that's such a, again, it's such a common thing that I hear where for for so many people and myself included, where we kind of wake up and we fall asleep and we wake up and we fall asleep and the pull of the pattern is so strong that we we kind of like break free a little bit, but we we don't quite know how to maintain that new state. And so sometimes often, right. It takes that really that rock bottom where, you know, kind of everything's on the line and we wake up and we see that this just is not working. And so, so how did you then in that journey realize like, I need to be the main character of my life. I need to be the heroine who saves myself. Yeah. So in that moment, I, um, this might be a little much to say, but there's the the breakthrough moment happened where I was going to kill myself. I mm-hmm. thought either I have to end this. And mm-hmm. in that moment of seriously contemplating it and having the plan and all of that, I sat down in my, I was a closet. I sat down in my closet oh. and I'm crying and I'm thinking, Amanda, this is not who you are and you need to really start listening to those who are surrounding you, who are good for you. And Mm. you need to ask for help Mm. because you need to make the change. Nobody else is going to reach out their hand and make it all perfect. Like you think for some unknown reason that that's going to be what saves you. You need to reach out your hand and ask for help. And that was truly when I awoke to knowing that I really needed to be my own hero. And I really needed to tap into myself more and figure out what I wanted. What does Amanda want? What does Amanda value in life? And that, yeah, that was it. And so with that, you know, that pattern, that story going on in your head, I'm not worth it. And so in this moment, you're realizing, wait a minute, I need to do this for myself. And then also those, and, you know, and we have those moments, the the old beliefs, they don't just say, okay, well, we're good now we're done. Like, no, yeah. they're, they're like, are you really <laughs> sure about that? Yeah. And so how did you navigate that process where you're realizing, okay, I need to become the, the woman who creates my own life. And I've got this belief system to kind of unpack that's, that's created a pattern of, of my life up until that moment. So how did you do that? Well, first thing I did was I asked for help. Like I said, I um, was crashing and I went to my husband first and I said, you know, basically, I don't remember my exact conversation with him, but it was along the lines of, please help me. I I need you to help me see me myself Mm -hmm. the way you see me. And so we had like, we would have like all night discussions and from that, I started journaling a lot mm. and reading a lot. I would uh, 
read self-help books. I wish I could remember the name of them at this point. I can't, (laughs) but reading and just really listening to people who were talking about intuition and how Mm -hmm. to have your own, to find the, the light in your life and to tap into me and I'm not, I'm not good at meditating. It's a, it's still a process. Um, (laughs) I love to visualize. Mm. So I started really visualizing my life the way I wanted it. And I visualized, so we were living in an apartment and I'm, we're in this house now it's literally across the street. And I signed my lease for that apartment inside of this house. And I remember thinking when I was in this house that this is going to be my house. So part Mm. of my visualization was envisioning me and my husband and my kid, my kids in this house. And I made that happen. And then I thought about what are my values? And the first thing that popped into my head was second chances. And then the first Mm. thought after that was, well, Amanda, how can you say your number one value is second chances when you've never given yourself a second chance? You've never forgiven yourself for the things and choices that have happened in your life. And in that, I really started to see, okay, I need to forgive myself. And it was just that Mm. constant process. And I still do it today. It hasn't stopped. Like I have to constantly Mm. remind myself through affirmations and visualization that I am good enough and I can have the life that I imagine and I'm creating it as we speak. Mm. Mm. I love that. So, you know, I I hear from so many women that I talk to journaling is such an important Mm. step and really truly, you know, getting to know who is Amanda who, who is she? What does she love? What does she want? What are her values? And that you tuned in and listened to that and, and that there's so many ways to do that. So if meditation is not your thing, well, then the visualization, right. And, and, and knowing that that's truly how it works when we, when we lean into that and, and, and ask ourselves, what would I love? And then take the steps. The universe works too. It works to support us. Yeah. 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 It's amazing. You know, I used to think too, that instant gratification was my best friend. Like, Oh, well, if it doesn't Mm. happen right now, then it's never going to happen. Well, it was also changing that thought process because, Oh my goodness, if you just wait and you keep going and you keep making the steps Mm. towards what you want, things just, it's like, it's almost like it's magic. It's almost unreal. Like you're just like, Oh, I'm living in this house now. How did this happen? You know, I have enough money in my bank account that I don't have to stress. If we don't have time to make dinner, I can just order takeout. Like, and these Mm. are things I dreamed about. And now they're my reality because I, I stay true to my process and to myself. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I see that happen all the time with people when they trust the process and it starts with what would you love you know, take the steps you can take, align with the energy of that. And when you look back, you're like, I don't even know how that worked out. Right. You know, looking forward, you're like, there's no way you can see it. But when you start to really work with the universe and magic, right? It it it's amazing. It's amazing what can happen. Yeah. Yes. So so Amanda, I'm curious, what were along that journey, right? And recognizing that we're all always in process, right? Our journey, if we're breathing, our journey is not complete. So in your journey so far up to this point, what have been some of the biggest challenges for you? Wow. Um, So many challenges I go through every single day. Um, A number one challenge for me is fear. Mm. I have a lot of fear. Being here today talking with you scares me. Um, I'm I'm just a super nerve. I'm an introvert. So, and I'm always nervous. So that's a huge one. 
Um, another one would be um, negative self-talk really hinders mm. my progress because I can be having a wonderful day and something will trigger something. Like it can be something simple. Like, I don't know, someone can make some comment about somebody being incarcerated that rubs me the wrong way and it'll just send me down the spiral and mm. I'll get angry. And that's a huge roadblock for me is that self- negative self-talk like, oh, well, look, mm. they said that this person isn't a good person. So neither are you, because how are you any different? Oh, yeah. You know, and things like that, a lot of confidence issues and also telling people that I'm a felon. Like I've gotten a lot better with it mm. <laughs> as of late, <laughs> but you know, going into like getting a job like that, mm. checking that box. Yes, I, I am. This has always been a trigger for me and a roadblock because mm. it would keep me from, it kept me from stepping out of my comfort zone to get jobs that I knew I was, I was good enough to get. And it's also made it so I couldn't get certain jobs, you know? So it's just, mm-hmm. um, yeah, just learning to step out of my comfort zone is it's really hard. And my roadblocks are much based around just that fear, like, yeah blinding fear. <laughs> yeah. Well, good job. I'm so glad you're here today and <laughs> stepping you. out in spite of that fear. And, and, you know, fear is, is really just the edge of what we've known so far. And so as we step into what it is that we would love for our life, fear is actually part of the process. It's actually part of the process and and it can be a companion. And I heard this great um, it's great teaching that the only difference between fear and excitement is our breath. Physiologically, that's the only difference for our body. And in the oh, interpretation wow. is the breath. And so for myself, I notice when I'm noticing the fear, I'm like, oh, the breath, the breath. Okay. Because with fear, we shallow breathe, whereas with excitement, we deep breathe. That's interesting. Yeah. Wow. Right? I never heard I that know. one before. I know. Yeah, I know. I'm like, I am going to use this. <laughs> yeah, that's brilliant. I like yeah. that a lot. Yeah. And I love that you mentioned forgiveness as well. Forgiveness, right? And and for all of us knowing that we, at any point in our life, we're showing up the best way that we can from our current state of awareness and skill. And so in any moment, you know, being able to kind of look back and and know that for yourself and that as we know better we do better sometimes we don't always do better yeah yeah and we have to give ourselves grace too you know it's not always yeah. going to be perfect that's not like i wake up every day and i'm like yes i'm going to go talk about my life and make this impact but even on the days where i wake up feeling down about myself i still show up like that mm. you know and and you have to give yourself grace to know that you're not always going to feel good. And that's okay too. Yeah. Not every day is sunshine and rainbows. <laughs> yes. Just not. And people who portray it that way, they're lying. Sorry, but they are because it's just not. <laughs> so. Yeah. Some days are better than others. Right. And, yes. and knowing that we, when we have those lower moments, we don't have to pitch a tent. It doesn't mean we're right. stuck there. Right. We're just yep. kind of, we're just moving through it. Mm, I yeah, love that. For sure. I love that. So So what do you think has been or have been the most important things for you in in really coming to that point where you're realizing that you are the woman who is creating her own life? So coming from looking to other people for approval, looking, you know, for other people for your sense of self and meaning and, and, and being really worried about, you know, what you thought they thought that you wanted from you to really coming to, okay, 
what does Amanda want for Amanda? What have been the most important things for you? Um, hmm. The tricky one. I, I would say for me, it would be just so when I start, oh, okay, I know how to answer this now. So when I started <laughs> my journey of self-discovery, essentially, um, it was seeing that I'm showing up as me, but the people who I want in my life are still here. The people who mm. love me, they're still here and I can be me. Mm. I don't have to be a chameleon as I like to call it to everyone yeah. around me. I can be me. And that validated me. I guess not like I went out and asked people, Hey, do you still like me? Even though now I have like my own values and boundaries, but I did it. I did it. I chose mm. my values and boundaries. And by sticking to those, I created a support system of people mm. they're all across the world but you know my husband like he's still here next to me because he believes in me and i think it's um for me it was imperative for me to learn that because i was always so concerned with people it was always mm. people and i needed all these people all the time i felt like i had to have like countless friends i remember when i was younger looking at my phone contacts and thinking oh i only have 10 people on my phone i'm a loser and now I literally have, I think I talked to my husband <laughs> and that's okay. So it was really learning that it's okay to be me and mm. that the people who truly love me will be there no matter what version of me I am. Mm. So that was really important to me in my growth was just realizing that I don't need thousands and thousands and thousands of so-called friends to be whole. I only need mm. me and my values and what I believe in. And then all the other stuff just falls into place. Yeah. And, and truly what I, what I experience and see too, is that as we step forward more fully in who we truly are, then the right people, right. Yes. The right people find us. We find our people. We find yes. our people. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's beautiful. Like I never thought in a million years that I would have people in New Zealand, South Africa, you know, all across I'm in the U S so all across the U S Canada, like everywhere. And it was just like, as soon as I started showing up as me, all of a sudden, all these people that I've never mm. knew before were just there. And guess what? They're my biggest supporters and they're strangers. Mm. They were strangers. Yeah. And that's, such an incredible thing to to happen and it's possible for all of us. So we just have to show up as, as us. Yeah. And, and the peace that comes with that, yeah. right. That, that peace and that, I mean, you just, with that expression, that, ha, huh, that relief yeah. that comes with being able to show up as yourself in your life. Yeah. It's very yeah. powerful. And so did you have guides and mentors along this process? And if so, what role did they play? My husband, it was my hugest, I, I mean, role model, I, mm. whatever you want to call him. <laughs> um, he truly held my hand through it all. And he showed me love and he just really helped me to be able to be okay with being me. Like, even though mm. I had the realization on my own, his support truly helped me get mm. there and stay there. Right. Cause yeah. he's still here with me. Um, also I, after already 
discovering me. I have a wonderful coach right now. Um, and he has helped me so much with my story and going public with my story. Mm. And he has, you know, he was the first stranger I told my story to, and he really opened my eyes to like, Amanda, like people are really going to want to hear your story. And that Mm. really helped catapult me to, to where I am now. Um, and I think that's it. Like my husband's been my constant. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and, and so, you know, so powerful to have that person who believes in you, who holds that bigger believing for you when you're having maybe a hard time doing yourself. And, you know, if it's your spouse or partner friends or a coach or a counselor, whoever that is, but that as you're, you know, as you're kind of stepping into this newness of becoming Amanda, that here's this person who is reminding you like, yes, you are worth this. You've got this, you are lovable. You are worthy. You can do it. Yeah, for sure. And then what I just thought of this as you were talking um, there's this um, infinite possibilities. His name's Mike Dooley and love he, his stuff. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like he is what opened my door to um, the universe and yeah. how to thoughts become things. Right. And I'm like, mm. what does he mean by that? And that was a huge part. I can't believe I forgot to mention this, but that was a huge part of me growing into who I am now because I started to read his notes from the universe and mm-hmm. started to tap into um, his teachings and how I could also manifest the life I, I imagine having. So he was, that was a huge part of it too. Now I don't know him personally, I wish, but um <laughs> Put put it in your vision, put it in your vision. (laughs) Yeah. I've been receiving the notes from the universe for gosh, close to 20 years now. And and just, yeah, every time I'm like, ah, ah, wow. Wow. Right. Yeah. They're so awesome. So what, you know, if you could speak heart to heart, if you could say something, send a message to, to someone who's listening right now, what would that be? What would you want them to know? I would want them to know that they need to look, you need to look inward for love and acceptance Mm. because the more we look outward, the more we lose ourselves and you have everything. I mean, everything you need inside of you to have the life you imagine you're worth Mm. it and you are enough no matter what you have been through. I love that. I love that. And so Amanda, for people who want to connect with you, where can they find you? Oh, um, you can definitely find me on Facebook. Uh, My um, name on there is Amanda Marie Acker. You can friend request me. I'm hugely active on there. I also just started my own Facebook group. It's called the let good things in show, which is also my podcast. (laughs) And, or if you're not comfortable on social media and you want to send something private, you can always email me Amanda at amandaacker.com. Awesome. And I will include all of those links as always in the show notes so people can connect with you. And so your podcast is let the good things in the let the good things in. It's the let, uh, whoa, I just, the the let good things in show. (laughs) Yes. The let good things in show. That's it. Yes. It launched, um, July 22nd. So it's, it's a baby yet. Oh, congratulations. Congratulations. (laughs) Okay. Well, we'll definitely check in and uh, tune in and check that out. So 
Thank you so, so much, Amanda. I so appreciate your time, your powerful story, um, your words of inspiration and hope for, for our listeners. And as always, if you're listening, if you could like, subscribe, do all the podcast things, that would be great. And have a great day. Thank you.